Well, welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Uh, I am here with Rhonda and we are digging into, again, the symptoms of unhealthy spirituality, of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. We're diving into a book by um, Peter and Jerry Scazzaro, and it's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. As we just dive into these conversations to literally let the Lord go into some emotional spaces um, and bring healing and bring health into those spaces so that as we're, again, growing in our discipleship, both of these can grow together because you cannot be spiritually mature and emotionally unhealthy. They do not coexist together. We have to be dealing and processing and leaning into both of these spaces at the same time and allowing God into those spaces. And this is a lot like if we just take this from a doctrinal perspective, this is very much like in the realm of, you know, when we give our life to Jesus, that's called justification. We, we're justified. Jesus has forgiven our sins. He's made us the righteousness of God. Like this is something that he has done through the cross, um, through the shedding of his blood, through grace, and we receive that gift. But there's something called sanctification that's being worked out over the course of all of our lives. And I mean, every single one of us can recognize that. Yeah, there's just stuff. We're always working on stuff. Sin is present in our lives. But I think we again and again and again d- try to deny how deeply the emotional realm of our lives, our past, the things that have happened to us, the things that continually happen to us and how that affects us, how much that affects our actual spiritual health and being able to actually walk out the sanctification process. I think we just like to enter into it maybe from a biblical place or a discipleship place because that separates a little bit. It kind of goes to our head, but not the fullness of our heart. Mm. But The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So every single aspect of our life and our being are being, we're being called to love God with. And that means dealing with both of these. And that kind of leads us into um, the one that we're going to be talking about today. And it's this, dividing life into secular and sacred compartments. And so an example is, I can easily compartmentalize God to Christian activities. So that would be like going to church and reading my Bible and spending time with God while usually forgetting about him when I'm at work or when I'm shopping or studying or recreating. So this is real. Good. This is this so is real. Good. Like this happens, right? This does ha- this does happen. You know, we we are watching a session on Craig Rochelle and I want to give props to it because there was a moment that he just candidly said, you know, in his journey, he came to a recognition that, you know, he didn't want to be a full-time pastor, but a part-time follower of Christ. And that just really struck me. I was like, what a really cool way of framing that, which is exactly this. I don't want to have like, oh yeah, I'm a full-time this, but I'm a part-time here. No, I'm a follower of Christ. I want to be an all-in follower of Christ, but how easily it can separate where it's like my doing versus my being. And I think that's kind of where it starts to go, where, you know, I can have a lot of doing and then I go to church. That's it. I do my job. I I pastor. I, I, yeah. Or activities. If we're speaking in general, go to church, Christian, Christian music. I do my devotions. Check. I spend time in that prayer. Check. I go to worship practice. Check. I serve. Check. I give. I'm charitable. I tithe. Check, 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 check. But then it's like, okay, but then I have this other side. I shop and I do whatever leisure yeah. workout, whatever it may be. I go to work every day. And That's I, it. yep, yep. However, I think this is saying, no, it's actually about our 
being with God, not our doing. And then the small being arm is like my devotion, spirituality stuff. And that's kind of separated. No, God wants to be with us. Everything is done. We live and move and have our being in Christ. And I think this is exactly what can easily happen. And it's, it's actually super subtle. It's really subtle. When we're just, you know, when we're just doing things that we don't, we're not thinking in the way of like, oh, God, you're with me. God, okay, what do you think about this? When I'm shopping for something, God, and he takes joy in it. Like just being in that communion, but the being part of the doing. And those, that's a very different perspective of seeing your life through. Absolutely. I remember a number of years ago, I read a book called Dangerous Calling, and it was mm. really an invitation into... Um, you know, people who've been Christians for a long time or leaders or pastors to really, really engage in their relationship with God and remember that in all the doing that you're first a follower of Jesus saved by grace, like that that's the first place every single day that before you go and do anything else that we anchor into the truth of what Jesus has done for us. And I remember it really impacting me at the time because, Mm. you know, I was in pastoral ministry at the time. And so in pastoral ministry, there's actually this like, there's, again, our job is a little bit different than most of the people that most of you that are going to be listening to us because you have secular jobs that you just work out in, you know, different areas where because you and I, Rhonda, work in church ministry, even our work has spiritual elements to it in the sense that, you know, where we might be planning for a meeting, we might be preparing, we might be, you know, praying about, you know, a, a, a next step that we need to take. We're having leadership meetings. We're praying for our staff. We're like every, it's incorporated into every part of our job, which is unique for us. Mm-hmm. But still, even still, we can become professional Christians mm-hmm. as opposed to genuine followers of Jesus, like mm-hmm. Craig Rochelle is saying, just because all day long, I'm talking about spiritual things. That doesn't mean that I'm actually in my spirit engaging in the being a follower of Jesus. It doesn't. I can do that all from my head. I can do that all just quoting from scripture. I can do that all very externally or com- compartmentalized instead of actually it coming from literally a deepening of my spirit with God coming from that place. And I think that's exactly so. In, in this way, maybe your job is not different than our job. In that way, I think that's what we're being invited to in relationship with God every day, in this intimacy place, mm-hmm. in this slowing down, spending time with God, deepening our walk with God so that we're actually doing everything from that as opposed to just doing things and then mm-hmm. spending time with God, mm-hmm. right? This is a compartmentalization that happens. Okay, I'm going to go do these things. I've got to clean my house. I've got to pick up my kids. I've got to, you know, I've got to meet this friend. I got to call this. I got to, you know, my my bell bills not, you know, like all the do 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 instead of just going and doing those things and then okay, now I'm going to spend time with God separate separate. No. What if our from from our time with God then we go into all those spaces and and I think that just shifts our awareness of God's presence with us. It shifts how we enter into all of those spaces. And I think it invites peace. I think it invites the love of God to be a part of everything we do. You know, what's coming out of our mouth, how we're responding to situations. It allows us to slow down a little bit and just um, 
observe mm-hmm. what's taking place, maybe not reacting so quickly, right? All mm-hmm. of these things, when we go from being, mm-hmm. that's what kind of happens. And that's what we bring into our circumstance as opposed to just going and doing, right? Just going mm-hmm. and doing. I, I think that is so true, Lauren. I think it's a really a prayer. I've been praying recently, even more so like, God, help me to take time like even for example, staying in a grocery store, how often I'm like, oh, I gotta go in and get groceries and I'm in and out, I gotta get home and get supper on. But I'm standing there with the ability to perhaps pray for somebody, give a prophetic word, even just pray in my heart for someone I'm standing right behind. Be like, God, give me you know, the eyes to an see. Awareness. An awareness. Yeah. Like, is there a moment here that you're inviting me into, that you're working in, that I'm just so busy on my to-do you know, that even when I left, I leave church or leave like, yeah, that all of a sudden I'm at the grocery store or yeah. that all of a sudden I've turned something off. No, it's actually the same as when I'm at the altar praying for people. May it just continue. Or if I am in church and you know, this is an interesting thing. We work at church. So when we come to church, we're often managing. It's part of our job. And sometimes even in that, I could be like, did I actually like when I'm in worship? Yeah. Am I looking at all the things that are happening or all of a sudden I'm like, this has got to happen. All the details all of the what details. it takes to put all this together. <laughs> That's a compartmentalization that can exactly, happen. Exactly. Versus I'm in this and I'm actually spiritually engaging with community as much as I'm doing this. God, yes, you're going to, I have to oversee all this, but I'm also engaging. I'm not just working with this eyes of like, I'm making this happen but did I get touched by the message? Did I allow the Lord and take a pause? Did I go up for prayer? Have when was the, like, those are the type of things I'm like, okay, God, like I want to be intentional to not turn that off, that tap off because all of a sudden I'm in a different role. Like I'm, I'm in this role. No, no, I, I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm God's. So whatever, if it's meant to be seen, God show me to see it, but also may I not disengage the, the spiritual, but do both that and it's not one or it's both and. And I think that's exactly what we're saying here. It's not like secular Christian work house, like character gifting, like it's all to both. And like my character's working with my gifting, my, my Christian, like my, my oversight is also working with my spiritual growth. All of it is happening at the same time. So embracing both together. I think it's really, really important, but it can happen so quickly and subtly, like where you just don't even recognize it. So I've been praying, Holy Spirit, show me, stop me and make me pause and listen. I think this has been beautiful because even as a staff, we've been walking through this book. It's making you in sp- like specifically in times of the day, stop and do an exercise. Stop in the morning, stop at midday, stop in the evening. Like it's actually stopping you, not just from this rat race where it's like, I go 24 hours, then I have my time with the Lord. No, it's like I go, so, and it kind of resets, 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 because I need the reset. I just need the reset because I get on this treadmill and I I can't see it. I'm just running away. And it's like the Lord just stops it and resets like, oh, this pace is not, you didn't. That is so good. It's a reset. Unpack that just a little bit more. I think that is so good. I think that's actually... This is where we need to sit. This is where we need. This is the awakening moment moment of like, how do we do this practically? Like, how do we actually do that? Just just explain that again about taking time and what that what that looks like. Yeah. So I think like even as we're doing this book, it's yeah. been teaching a new discipline. Yes, yes. That I think has been so helpful where you take time in the morning and then there's a reset at lunch. There's a reset mid later after like later afternoon or evening. It's almost like these intentional times to stop 
and to pray and to say, okay, God, how is my day going? What are you speaking to? What are you doing? And it could be even for some of you putting an alarm on your phone. It could be like you just have these reset moments to be like, why am I going all the way through my day? And it's not till the next morning that all of a sudden I'm like, wow, yesterday I did this, this, but I had no pockets, literally a two minute. We're not talking an hour, two minutes, two minutes where you just stop and you think, Holy Spirit, how has this day started? Have, is there anything you want to speak to me right now? Is there anything I'm kind of heading into? Take a moment, reset, reset with the Lord. Have, give me fresh eyes, God. I surrender. Or right now I feel really upset. Actually, this morning's not gone well. This also gives the time to kind of come to tune, come into like place with your emotion. Yeah, yeah. To say, I don't want to continue this to be upset all day. Maybe I will be upset and I need to just kind of unpack this, but I need to recognize it right now that I need to surrender this. And if, as it comes up, help me to deal with this. Help me to deal with this appropriately and not to take it out on my coworkers, not to take it out on my family. Help me to manage this. And I, or I repent, like I, I need this space. So I think these resets, this has been really important because even as we've been doing this book, it's actually been helping me learn a different practice and uh, versus the morning and night versus like, oh no, I probably need, I definitely need a midday. I, I am the first to put both hands up I need a midday reset because I get on a treadmill that I actually don't recognize and it can be really unhealthy emotionally. It can be unhealthy spiritually. And I just sometimes need you to say, I need to get off this. So, wow. No, that's really, that's really good. That's really good. I love how you describe that. I know I've been trying this practice too, and I have to confess something. I literally put it on my phone as a, um, an alarm for my phone at 1230 and I can't do it. I, I looked, I can't do it. I, every day at 1230, the alarm goes off. I see it on my phone and I can't, I can't do it. Like I'm literally, so I'm literally vulnerably just saying yeah. like, I am trying <laughs> to put this in as a practice, yeah. but it is incredibly hard. It is incredibly so hard. hard. So right now I've settled for one time a day right now. I can't get it. I can't yet get it into two times a day but I've, I've settled it in for one time a day to take the time to do. And this is how I've been doing it. And I don't know if you're listening, you know, if this could be helpful for you, but I, I'm loving just this discipline of, um, when I take these like two, and I literally just discipline it to two minutes. I don't take longer. Um, I do two minutes and, um, you know, I'm not like overly watching the clock or anything, but I really, I try to settle in for at least two minutes and I visualize that I'm sitting in the presence of Jesus. And so for me, that looks like Jesus is, I'm just sitting wherever I am, whatever room I'm in, Jesus is just sitting in the room with me. Like his presence is inside of us, right? Through the Holy Spirit. So he's always with us, but it helps me to visualize that he's sitting with me. And often I'll just depending on what it is that I feel like I need a reminder of, I'll visualize or imagine that Jesus is saying something to me. Like, for example, he might be saying, Lori, I love you and saying by name, like, I love you so much. Do you know how much I love you? And I'm just, I close my eyes and I take a few deep breaths and I just visualize being in the presence of Jesus for a moment and just imagining what he may want to speak to me in that moment. And, um, again, even just that, even just being able to do it one time a day, it's the reset. It's mm. changing sort of how I take on the rest of the activities in my day. Now I do have a goal that by the time we work our way through this book, that I can do it two times a day mm. consistently that I can do it two times a day. Right now it's like 
so, so rare. I've maybe done it three times in all the times. And I just am like, wow. But it brings an awareness every day. I see the alarm go off. It brings an awareness to, okay, Lori, like you're like, it's too much. Like it's too much. You're too busy. Like you're too, like you're Mary, you know, you're being Mary right now. Like you're just concerned with too many things. So it's, I'm getting there, but I'm not there at all. So confession moment. Uh, yeah, working on it, but definitely a struggle. It's mm. not easy mm-hmm. to slow down. It's not easy. You know, I just, uh, you know, even as you're saying that, Laura, I want to share just even a word and slow down. And we just have to say like, this is a work in progress. Cause even when you slow down, sometimes the two minutes will go by and my mind's still racing. Like it's sometimes still racing. I don't do it perfectly. Okay. Like I, I, tr- I try to do I love how the encouragement I don't know if I read this in the book but I love how the encouragement was you know if your mind wanders yeah in the two minutes just gently repent and come back yeah, exactly and I loved even just how that was explained I was like okay so I do it like I literally yeah. if my mind wanders and I'm on something else gently repent I love it I think you might even said gently or maybe I maybe I added that but just I gently lo- repent and oh, come I back into the moment and I'm like oh yeah I just love that just the gentleness and the quietness of that a whole experience exactly Laura like honestly and I wanted to share like an encouragement word can I share a prophetic word well an encouragement word yeah so I was preaching last week and the week was once again it was just one of those weeks I'm like I I don't know every time before I preach I think it's just how it comes it's the most intense week and I think and I didn't get to my message I'm a planner and I didn't get to my message like Thursday and I was starting to have honestly anxiety like I was like I can't do it. I'm not going to preach. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm just starting to get myself in a tizzy. Like, and I had spent time, I'm going through this book, but I hadn't spent as much time in my devotional time. So I'm not even talking about like our reset is like two minutes, breathe, <laughs> think about Jesus. But I love to like listen to the Bible, journal through it, kind of pull scripture and like, what God are you speaking to me in scripture? Our, you know, our devotional time. Anyway. And I, I just had not had time. Yeah, we renovations going in your house. There's like just so much. Everywhere. Yeah, there's just so much yeah, happening yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, it's coming up to message. And I'm starting to think like, God, I, I'm not even worthy to preach. Like I'm preaching and I'm preaching about the word of God. Okay. The importance of the word of God. And it's been about a week that I've hardly opened my Bible to do an intense. What I feel is like. Isn't that just the way it is? Yeah. Oh and I've listened to goodness. the Bible, you know, and I'm not justifying, but it's like. I, I, I listen to the Bible, I listen to worship, but not this no. devotional time. And I was yeah. like, oh God, I'm speaking about your, you know, I love your word, but this week I, of all the weeks I should be talking about the word of God. Like, I don't even know if this is the right week. And honestly, I, I was just spending time in my prayer pause. And I was like, Lord, I actually am about to start to practice, do my message. And I'm really feeling overwhelmed. And I, I really need to just stop here because I know regardless you can use i always say this you've used a donkey in the bible to speak your <laughs> message <laughs> to Balaam. that's I'm an awesome a of, story I'm a bit of a donkey today <laughs> i'm a bit of a Sorry. donkey i guess there's hope so i'm like lord i'm right now going to just say i need you to speak to me i need you to quiet my heart i'm getting really anxious here and i know this is my to do perfectionism striving i'm trying to earn something i'm recognizing their seasons and time and i've got to be okay with that i'm not perfect i I, no, I'm not earning my right to preach. I'm receiving the gift of the anointing to the be mercy. able to step into the that mercy. and the mercy, <laughs> the literal mercy. Yeah, you know, right now I need to receive. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit, like God was just saying, "Do not live in that one more moment." And I just saw almost like a staircase where, 
this is me visualizing this moment. I could just hear God say like, don't you dare stand in that guilt and shame one more moment. Don't let it rob you one more second of today. Not one more second. Don't you let that rob you. And it's like, I could picture myself just running up this. I, I always feel like I'm running up when it's like that. And it's just like things breaking off you and it has nothing to do with what we do. But it was like, God, it was like that word, like run to me. Don't let it stop you one more second. Repent and run because actually you can stay in that and start telling yourself and disqualifying yourself and all the reasons when actually, even if you had the most incredible devotions all week, but you don't have the understanding of the grace of God and the mercy of God. Now, I am not dismissing the weightiness and the responsibility as when you're teaching the word of God. Like, this is not a habitual. <laughs> I just want to be really clear here. I'm not diminishing that you just get up there and wing it and the Holy Spirit shows up. It was just there's, there's seasons and pockets in our life where we really are in a season where we're like, God, we need this grace. Like, it's just so much I need of you in this. We need it all the time but recognizing like I'm not earning this. And I just felt like the Lord said, so even for you listening today, today, don't you stay one more second in shame, one more second in disqualification, one more second in guilt. You just pivot right now and start to run to the father right now, run. Because actually that is the opposite of God. And not one more second. I just felt like kept saying that all day I was like, and as soon as it would rise, like even when I was going through the message thinking, you know, this is, I'd be overwhelmed. Be like, I'm not going to live one more second in that. I'm not going to live one more second in that. I don't need to. Why am I picking that up? Why am I wearing that? That is nothing of God. So today, may you live one, not one more second. And that is the, the spiritual light when we're saying like, I haven't done this, so I don't deserve that. Or I'm not good enough here, so I can't do this. No, but for the grace of God, we live, move, and have our being. And so don't live one more second in anything that's robbing you today. Amen. Amen.